Welcome back, baseball family. So let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and just wrap up the World Series. Um, the series did not did not go as long as uh, Brig and I expected. We were both thinking seven games, I believe, if I remember. I know I was. I was and I was actually expecting uh, the Astros to win because I've I've seen a lot of them over this over the course of the season, and they felt like um, honestly one of the best teams in the league. I mean, I know they had like the top four record, whatever. Uh, but they really did feel like one of the top two teams in the league. They deserve to be in the World Series, in my opinion. They are on this redemption tour this year, you know, full season, everything like that, with fans out there booing them, throwing trash cans on the field, everything. Um, and they played through it. Like I said, Carlos Correa had one of the best years of his entire career despite that and was able to have an outstanding year. So... I am honestly a little bit surprised that the Astros lost. I am not sad at all that the Braves did win, though, because, uh, I mean, like most of us, most most guys my age, we grew up watching the Braves on TBS in the 90s, right? Uh, big, Obviously a big Chipper Jones fan, just like everybody else my age. So, uh, so you know, congratulations to the Braves. Congratulations to their fans. Won the series 4-2. to two. I mentioned before Jorge Soler was your MVP of the series. Uh, he went six for twenty with three home runs, all game winning. By the way, they were all go ahead and ended up being the deciding factor uh, in the game, and it still counts if it's in the third inning. By the way, because that, I mean, that home run there, <laughs> there are. I said it on on the on the group, but I said there are bombs, there are nukes, there are tanks, and then there's whatever this was because he hit that ball. They had the roof open at Minute Maid, and he hit it over the tracks out to Crawford Street. So uh, that, whatever that is, was outstanding and just absolutely amazing to watch. Is still in awe when I watch that replay. Is just nuts. Um, uh, he also had six RBIs. So that's that's great for him. Congratulations to Jorge Soler. To such an amazing series uh, coming through when it mattered and, and hitting the long ball when they needed it. Uh, Freddie Freeman was given the Babe Ruth Award. That's basically the postseason MVP award, most uh, postseason most outstanding player. Uh, so, I mean, I feel like you, you knew he was going to get it. He kind of struggled there early, but he came into his own and hit, uh, got hits and RBIs when they needed it. So, uh, so good for Frederick on that. Um, so, Brig and I were actually talking about this last week. I think we forgot to include it in the episode, but I, ha- I have to get to it today because it is just so funny. Uh, we had what we're calling Batception. So, Jock Peterson, every, we've all talked about this, uh, has been using Anthony Rizzo's bat since, uh, I believe it was when, when the Braves beat beat the Brewers, was when, uh, was when he started using it, used it through the rest of the postseason. Well, since his bat wasn't being used, Travis Darno started using Jock Peterson's bat. I believe he started using it to help break out of a slump because he was kind of struggling there for a while. And so he, I think, I'm pretty sure he probably picked it up, figured, like I said, not getting used. Might as well give it some use. It's probably got some hits in it still since it hasn't been used. And he picked it up. So we got a, we got a little bit of batception. Maybe we can see a t-shirt coming on that pretty soon. But the big takeaway for me of this World Series uh, was... We talked about this before. We had an unstoppable force in the Astros' offense going up and up against an immovable object in the Braves' pitching and defense, and it was going to be interesting to see which one gave way first. 
Now, let me back this up a little bit for you because to, to call the Astros offense an immovable force, I mean, that's going to take some can take some backing there, right? So they were top three in the major league, not just the American League, but in major leagues for batting average, OPS, hits, doubles, runs, RBIs, and total bases. Now, I would expect a team of that offensive caliber to at least score one run every game, right? At least one run. However, when it came down to it, uh, the Astros were shut out twice and scored a total, a total of four runs in the four losses they they were given on, by the hand of the Braves, I guess you could say, uh, during the World Series. Now, to me, that is indeed an immovable object stopping an unstoppable force because you couldn't have asked for much more out of uh, out of the Braves pitching staff. I mean, we did see the Astros had a couple of explosions. They won game 2, 7 to 2. They won game 5, 9 to 5. Now, you ex- that's what you expect from that team, but it seems like they really struggled getting going when it came down to uh, those close games, uh, you know, if if they needed to eke out a couple of runs, they weren't able to do it. You know, that's that's really what it came down to is that this team was boom or bust in the World Series, and when they busted, it was really, really hard for them to get it going. Um, the team really went the way of Jose Altuve, which I guess you could say is kind of expected. He's he's the leadoff man. He's really been the MVP of that team for a few years now. Uh, but he, he had a tough World Series. He didn't play as you would have expected. You know, he ended up going 6-for-27 with two home runs, but only two RBIs, one stolen base, only one walk, nine strikeouts. That does not feel very characteristic of Jose Altuve to me. So I feel like that's really where the problem came from, which is strange, you know, to say that the entire team goes as your leadoff batter goes, especially when you've got Carlos Correa, Kyle Tucker, um, Michael Brantley, um, Alex Bregman, who has had, has had, or is going to have surgery on his wrist. So it seems like he was still nursing that, that injury that he'd been dealing with for most of the season. Um, that, you know, two of those guys couldn't get going in, in games where they lost two to nothing, three to two, you know, that all they needed was a couple of runs, just, uh, just string a couple of them together and they, they would have come through, and they would have won, and they would have won the World Series. But that Braves pitching was just too much. It was too strong, and that was one of the things that Brig and I were watching for this this World Series in particular because we are small ball guys. We like to watch pitching and defense. We like to watch some offense here and there, but we, we like to watch the grind. We like to watch these teams grind things out. And, you know, for me, it's I want to see a balanced game. Um if one team's going to score 10 runs, I want to see the other, te- the other team score 9. If one, seem- one team's going to score 2, I want to see the other one score 3, you know, or 1. That I like to see a balanced game, and the Braves really balanced these games out until game 6 when they just exploded for 7, seven runs and and then completely shut down the Astros in that game. So it was, it was a great series. I didn't get to watch as much as I wanted to. We had Wilson, my son. Uh, he's playing fall ball, so we had the season going on. I ended up missing the majority of a lot of the games because of the timing of his, his games. Um, but I, I was pretty much always home in time to watch the end of the game, watch things wrap up, get a little bit of uh, a feel for how things went. Um, 
but but I think overall it was an incredible an incredibly entertaining series from what I got to see and what I got to follow. But with that baseball family, that wraps up another incredibly exciting Major League Baseball season. Um, coming up, I mean, if you need to get your fix, you can always watch the Puerto Rican Summer League or Puerto Rican Winter League, uh, the Dominican Winter League. Those are I was actually watching that on ESPN the other day to kind of scratch the itch. I know it's only been a few days, but you got to do what you got to do. Um, in about three and a half weeks, the CBA is going to expire. You can count on Brig and I to be on top of that. Anytime there is a news update, we will have it. Um, so we're going to try to keep you up to date each week with the progress on that as far as what we can find and what we can see. Because we're really eager. We're curious. We're concerned about the way that will go. So we're going to be following that very closely for you. You can get all your updates and everything here uh, each week as you typically do. Um, I was going to, I was thinking about doing a, a a prediction for next season about who I think would win the World Series. And honestly, again, because of the CBA with everything being so up in the air, I don't think I'm going to. Um, the only prediction that I feel comfortable or even like, is worth giving is that I can confidently say the world that the Braves are not going to win the world series next year. Um, based obviously based on the history of major league baseball in the last 21 years. Um, that's not likely to happen. Um, also though, I just, I just, even without that, I don't feel like they would have a team that could get them back there. Kind of like the Nats in 2019, they caught lightning, lightning in a bottle. Right. And that's how they ended up getting to the world series and winning. Um, I feel like this Braves team kind of caught lightning in a bottle. I mean, I don't, there was that graphic going around that was uh, talking about how they had 44 wins uh, before the All-Star break, 44 wins after the All-Star break, um, and they were 44-44 and 44 when Ronald Acuna Jr. got hurt, and uh, all the symbolism with 44, and obviously Hank Aaron won 44. It's just one of those things where things just happen to line up. The planet, the planets align, everything like that. Brig and I always, we, we've been referring to the Zodiac lately, you know, and maybe there is something to the planets aligning, and I always joke about Jupiter being in retrograde, but I don't know, something to it. Uh, you know, maybe there is an angel in the outfield. I'm not sure. But anyway, I don't see the Braves getting back next year. Um, I think it's going to be somebody else's turn to do it, and it's going to be exciting to watch. I do think we will have baseball next year. I do think it will start on time. I'm going to be optimistic. I've been pretty pessimistic about that for a long time, but I'm going to be optimistic that uh, spring training and, and the season will start on time. I think they're going to get a deal done, and I think it's – I mean, really, we, we've we've seen it. We've heard it that the one like constant is that the national league is very likely going to be getting the designated hitter. But other than that, we don't know what baseball is going to look like next year. Uh, is there going to be a salary cap? Is there going to be a salary floor? Will that help with the competitive balance of baseball? The weird thing is, is that we think that it would, right? But every other sport has it. The NBA has it. And there is less parity in the NBA than there is in any other league in uh, the major North American sports. So, but then again, the NFL has it, and that's one of the things that NFL fans love about that league. But you also see the Patriots winning every single year. So I don't know. It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how baseball evolves based on the collective bargaining agreement going forward. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.